On the ninth day of October, Halloween gave to me nine basement clowns, eight vampire cruises, seven silent heroes, six prequel bloodstones, five diabolical fledglings, four vampire pianists, three dead professors, two Michelle actresses, and a radu drooling something bloody. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the 31 Days of Halloween. And yes, we are beginning another uh, run of uh, movies that are all connected. They are part of a series. In this case, Hell House LLC 1, 2, and 3. We kick off with Hell House LLC, of course. Uh, This was a movie that came out in 2015 and made some waves, I think, in the found footage community of which I like to believe I am a part. I like found footage movies a lot. I have a whole bonus show on Dark Parade all about found footage movies. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, This was written and directed by Stephen Cognetti, as are all of the movies. And it is the story of uh, a group of people that are setting up a haunted attraction in this abandoned hotel, the Abaddon Hotel. And uh, in upstate New York, they're, you know, leaving the big city. Uh, This guy, Alex, is the the head of the company. And he is going to uh, uh, set up this haunted attraction. It's going to be a big deal. There was uh, a little bit of a failure uh, previously at one of their attractions. So this is sort of a a chance of redemption. He is joined by some uh, people on the tech crew setting up cameras. They're filming all of this as a means to record, uh, you know, some backstage stuff. So if the place is a big success, they're going to use it to post online and uh, that kind of thing. Uh, there's his buddy, Andrew, and Andrew is uh, Alex's main partner in all of this. There is also um, Sarah, and Sarah Havel is her name, is Alex's lady, and she is there to support him, to help him. She's part of the company. And then we have a couple of other people floating around. There's Paul, who is the main tech guy. He's the main cameraman. And we see much of the film through his eyes up to a point when Paul uh, is somewhat compromised, shall we say. And so most of the movie is this, right? It's them setting up uh, their haunted attraction in this haunted hotel. Weird stuff starts to happen. Things escalate. And the framing device for this is that there is a a woman putting together a documentary about this. And so we get a little bit of archival footage from the night that they open ahead of time. Like, oh, things went horribly wrong on the opening night of Hell House. Then you have the uh, interviews, the talking head interviews with people who introduce moments in the movie are like, well, you know, you saw the footage of what happened in the basement. Let's take a look. So there's some of that. And then there's the through line of, oh, hey, Sarah Havel disappeared on the night of the Hell House opening. And and she presumes a lot to be alive, but she has taken off and nobody knows where she is. Nobody knows where she's gotten to. And she kind of shows up on the doorstep 
of this reporter and her documentary crew uh, or her news crew who, and she says like, Hey, I know the story of what happened inside hell house. So here is all this footage that I've brought you that Paul shot that no one has ever seen before. And you're going to go through it. And then I'm going to give you an interview. And so that's what, what's happening. Those are all the moving pieces of the movie. We, get cuts with the interview with Sarah. We get cuts to these talking heads. And then much of the film is presumably the footage that Sarah shows up with that features, you know, all the weird goings on of the Abaddon hotel and the weird goings on of the Abaddon hotel seem to revolve around a potential Satanist who owned the place and was performing rituals down in the basement. Like when they get there, there's a big pentagram already on the wall waiting for them. And let me just tell you folks, that's a mayday. If you show up at a place uh, to turn it into a haunted house and there are pre-rendered pentagrams and not just like you go into an abandoned house and people have written like, you know, Cheryl was here and you know, death to cops. And also here's some pentagrams like that's fine. You're not in danger at that point. If you go into a basement and the only thing in there is a pentagram, that's a problem. That's where you get into uh, some some real shaky territory in terms of safety. <laughs> but, and I'm not even a religious type, but I would feel creeped out if that was the one and only decoration in anyone's home. Uh, whether it's basement or not, you walk into someone's living room and they've got no art on the walls at all. The only thing there is just a big pentagram behind the sofa. <laughs> then I have questions at the very least. Uh, th that aside. So things as they escalate, it starts off with, you know, you as the viewer can see somebody like standing behind uh, Paul one night. And when they find these creepy clowns, these like three clown mannequins in the basement, the heads don't turn. But then all of a sudden you turn around and, oh, they're all looking at you. And that shouldn't be possible because the, the heads don't turn, uh, as was previously mentioned. And these clowns just pop up here and there. And uh, it's... Here's the thing about this movie. Here is what makes Hell House LLC a good found footage film. And no, I am not going to apply our normal science to this. You can go to Found Footage Fool and hear breakdowns of honest-to-goodness actual found footage science... Uh, taking place uh, right there on the Dark Parade feed. Uh, that is all official. This is a different thing. This is just me thinking about what makes an effective found footage movie. And I think the sparsity of this film, because it doesn't have an elaborate plot, it is we are setting up this haunted house inside the hotel that has a suspicious background and some you know questionable things happened here and all of that. That makes for an interesting enough story on its own. Then you have characters that aren't terrible. Like the character of Paul is is pretty good. Alex is a bit of a jerk, but he's meant to be a bit of a jerk. Andrew's a pretty nice guy, but he's meant to be a pretty nice guy. And that all works. And you have Sarah, who you cut to. And she just looks haunted by the events of what she's seen. She seems completely thrown up until... She's not, and, you know, I I'm, I don't think I'm going to spoil that. Although I will say, uh, if you have ever watched a horror movie before, you might think to yourself, hey, there's something going on with Sarah beyond what the movie is presenting, right? Probably, 
probably correct. And back to what makes this movie a good found footage movie is that it's the scares are not overblown. A lot of it is just the thing of like, I turn around, the doorway is empty. I look at something else. And when I go back to the doorway, oh my goodness, there's that creepy clown standing in the doorway. And there are some, I have seen this movie at least three times. This had to be at least the third time I've, I've watched it. And I still got got, I still got, I, I still had jump scares that worked on me because it's, it's good at what it does. It's a good jump scare machine. And that's what this as a found footage movie is. This is not a creeping dread kind of found footage movie the way that say a Blair Witch is or you know, even Wreck, I think Wreck as, like, there are some jump scares in that, but that is just a much more, like, intense kinetic experience, and that's not what Hell House is. It, it's a much more standard, slow-paced kind of affair. But it works. The scares are good. And Cognetti knows how to manufacture the jump scares in a way that, that are still effective. So I think that works really well. I think there is just enough lore and escalation. Like the end of the movie escalates in a way that feels earned and you understand what's going on. And there's some, you know, moments where you're like, oh, wow, that's bigger in scope than I think this movie was going to be. And that all works. I like all that. So we'll, you know, come back to that when we talk about Hell House 2 and 3 because it, the story continues to expand and get bigger. So I think that Hell House 1 works for all of those reasons. I watched the director's cut, which I hadn't seen before, and it had been long enough since I saw the original uh, that I don't know exactly what was different. There was about six minutes that are different, and I couldn't tell you precisely which six minutes are added and what, what the difference is. I'm sure I could, if I put them side by side, sure, I, I could find it, but I'm not. I'm not that person. I don't like Hell House LLC isn't high enough art. It's not like a Kubrick movie where I'm like, what did, what got changed? What, what is the director's vision of this? It's totally fine either way, whether you see the original, or the director's cut, totally fine either way. I, I really enjoyed Hell House LLC. I enjoyed it again when I was watching it, which I, I found surprising. So I think that this as a series starts off on the right foot. One of the reasons that I wanted to do Hell House as a run over the next three days is really two reasons. One, I like it as a series, and I wanted to investigate what makes this work, and by the time you get to three, is the same stuff still working? Is it going for something different? I'm, I'm curious to explore that as we're going through this. The other thing is, there is a new Hell House movie coming, but it's coming so late in the month, I'm not going to have time to include it. But I want to lay the groundwork for it so that if you watch it, or if I watch it, and I'll probably drop that one as a found footage fool uh, on the, the Dark Parade feed. So join me there, please. And uh, we'll look at Hell House Origins. The Carmichael Manor, I think, is the name of this. It's dropping on Shudder the day before Halloween. Which is why I'm just not going to have time to watch it, record it, cut it, and, and post it for the show. but Or for the 31 Days of Halloween. So we'll do that separately. But um, it is coming. And I like the fact that there is a, a third one of these. So um, I'll tell you what. 
that's all I got for today. Because there isn't that much to say about this other than it's a nice, tidy, little effective piece of found footage horror movie making. If you haven't seen Hell House LLC, turn out the lights and watch it and it, it you are going to get some scares out of it. It is a better than average one of these. And then tomorrow we will deal with Hell House 2, Hell House LLC 2, uh, to give it its proper name. And I think we will have much more to talk about when we discuss that. So uh, that's all for now. I really appreciate, as always, uh, you guys listening and and contributing and, and some people have reached out about, uh, especially No One Will Save You, so that's all really fun. I'm glad that people enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, so have a great spooky Monday. Uh, Monday, by the way, spookiest day of the week for lots of reasons, but have a good spooky one. Um, and then I'll be back tomorrow with Hell House LLC 2 on uh, the 10th. Three Officially three weeks until Halloween from that point, which means three more weeks of 31 Days of Halloween episodes dropping. I can't wait. I am so excited to talk about more of these movies. Let's go. Quit screwing around. Let's watch more horror movies. All right. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Keep it creepy out there, and I will see you tomorrow for more 31 Days of Halloween and Hell House LLC. See you then.